It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. Yo, 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 yo. We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Bravo! Hey, gang. Welcome back to another Gangplank Report recap episode. This time we are covering season three, episode 14. They called it Smashly. And it seems very weird considering they didn't have an episode for the Summer House finale, but they do have an episode on the holiday. But Adrian is down in the Keys on Charter. So we have today with us my lovely Roy boy. Hello, love. Hello, darlings. How's it going? It is going good. I've missed you like crazy. I've missed you too. And I've missed Adrian for the last few times when she's been away as well. So uh, she must be having fun. So uh, we'll have a good old catch up about Balloon Deck, I think. We will. So since she's not here to pick, I kind of wasn't super jazzed about the episode. I liked the race part, but overall there wasn't a lot to pull from. They called it Smashly, and it took like two-thirds of the episode to figure out why they even called it that. But I have Mm -hmm. two for you to pick from. The first one is 100% Bothered, and that's in reference to Miss Ashley saying over and over again that she's not bothered. Uh And the other is One Star Stew. One Star Stew, which she is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that one. Okay, we'll go with that one. Thank you. All right, so we'll get into the rapid recap first, and then we will talk about the episode. They pick up with the race. Parsifal goes from being 550 meters behind La Cativa to a photo finish win, which was very cool. The guests depart, and they leave a $16,400 tip, which is $1,820 per person. Gary has a one-on-one with Ashley to make things crystal clear about where they stand, Ashley may not be wrong about Gary, but she doesn't recognize those same qualities apply to her as well. The crew goes for a night out on the way there. They do a shag, Mary kill game in the girls' van. And Kelsey and Daisy both decided to shag Marcos, marry Colin, and kill Gary. I think everybody wanted to marry Colin. So that was the same across the board. I think probably the audience would agree with that too. I think he's everyone's favorite, isn't he? Yeah. (laughs) At dinner, Daisy was being super aggro with Scarlett and then tried to play it off that she was just taking the piss out of her. Well, 
definitely talk more about that later. I think Scarlett is playing Gary exactly right. The ship has to move to protected waters because a storm is coming. Colin thinks Daisy might be a little jealous of the attention Gary's giving to Scarlett. The new guests have molecular gastronomy on their preference sheet, and it might be Marcos's Achilles heel. We finally find out why they titled it Smashly, and it's because the guests said that every Ashley he ever knew was a Smashly. And Marcos found out that his best friend's mom passed away, and the last thing he wants to do is cook. And that's a rapid recap. Okay, let's get into this. So we start off with the race. I thought it was actually pretty exciting for as exciting as a two-boat race can be, I suppose. What did you think? Yeah, I think it was good fun. I think, you know, what a lot of people don't realize that, you know, the sailing boats are good racing boats. And if you see another uh, boat up for a race, I think they came for it. So it made something different for once, really, because we normally see them in little uh, dinghies going about racing around the two people dinghies, which is fun. But they have the big boat race. That's fantastic. And I know it's Barnaby. He was on nights, so he just came straight out of his resting thing. I'm not missing this for the world. He said, exactly. That's what he did for his racing yachts. <laughs> yeah. So that's good fun. And Glenn loves it because I know he races yachts as well. Mm-hmm. So he loves a bit of a race. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. And I thought the come from behind was very cool. When they were 550 meters behind La Cativa, mm. I was like, okay, this is over. This is just dumb. Yeah. But when they started to catch up and really nose ahead of them, it got exciting for me. I was happy. It did. I mean, Harsifal was a big old lump and uh, compared to the other small base, were flying a Welsh flag, I noticed. It was a Welsh flag with a dragon oh, okay. on the back. Yeah, I thought Parsifal was going to lose, but they pulled up really, really quickly. But you've got to remember the Parsifal is something like a, a Greyhound bus versus a mini soccer mum's van, you know, so that's what it was like, really. <laughs> but yeah, really glad Parsifal won. Superb. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guests seemed to enjoy it. I'm glad they got a chance to sail. The tip they left was 16.4, which when you're used to hearing 20 Mm -hmm. may not sound that great. But from my perspective, I would rather have decent people that don't annoy me and get 16.4 than people who drive me insane and get 20. Where would you fall there? Exactly. I mean, wasn't this same bunch of ladies with Erica last time? Not the exact same, two of them. Not the that, same lot, two yeah, of them, yeah. The was, primary, oh, Keely yeah. was with them, and okay. Jess, she was with them. Okay. I was expecting some sort of massive drama there, but there wasn't actually. They're all very well behaved, and they didn't get blind drunk or embarrass themselves or have massive arguments. They were right. very well behaved, actually. So, you know, very chilled, laid back, and not too strenuous on the staff, which is the main thing, really. So that was good. Right. I thought at the beginning when Erica came back, I thought it was to be her redemption and it wound up being worse. So Mm. I think Erica's was Erica's revenge. And I think for Keely and Jess, this was their redemption. They wanted to show that Erica has toxic pheromones or something that makes everything go wrong when she's around. Yeah. I think it's clear cut seeing Erica and her other half, Charles, wasn't it? Charles. And then now seeing these ladies, Chuck. Uh, seeing these ladies now is a complete difference. Everyone's just remembering Erica's bad charter and they probably forget about this charter completely because it was just for nothing really, wasn't it? So yeah, nothing special. Yeah, it really wasn't super memorable, but it wasn't bad either. Mm. It just felt fillery to me, just like last week did. It just didn't feel, there wasn't anything super exciting about it, in my opinion. Mm. But 
they went off glenn honked the horn and waved and they are gone so colin gives gary this advice to go talk to Ashley. And everybody I've been talking to lately thinks that Colin has really taken on his role of total pot stirrer. Oh, completely. Completely. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that Gary should have followed that advice. Do you? No, not at all. I mean, some of the stuff he comes out with is actually, you know, hysterical and, you know, he's stirring the pot there. Yeah. And uh, whether or not these people go ahead and do, we know what Colin says is another thing. That's that's their problem, isn't it? But I can right. see him smirking when he's telling stuff to Gary, like say, "Go and tell her, you know, you don't like her and things like that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did not go well. I wasn't expecting it to go well, but mm. I did really find it funny that Gary instantly when Ashley brought up respect oh yeah that he instantly nailed her and said you want to talk about respect how about kissing me and two hours later you're sleeping with Tom I was like oh yeah. he went there yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad he did that because uh I mean I that that wasn't really edited out because the walking to oh let's get to the back for a quick chat and then mm -hmm. he starts talking and he goes, look, you're actually starting already to Ashley. And she goes, what do you mean? And uh, yeah, she's getting quite defensive, the poor lass. But yeah, I mean, the talk Gary and Ashley had on the back of the boat. Yes, it was good to have. Ashley was getting quite defensive and it was brilliant, like you said, for Gary coming out with a respect thing, kissing and then bedding Tom 20 minutes later. Mm -hmm. So I think she comes out with a lot of stuff because she is very young, very immature. Mm -hmm. And... I don't think she knows when to turn it off. Right. Which I think we noticed with the new Canadian guest, the super laid back Canadian guest. Mm -hmm. When she came back and was talking to Daisy about it, I think Scarlett kind of misinterpreted the nobody special and saying, I am special, you know, <laughs> kind of thing, and thought they were talking about her. And they mm. really weren't in the vaguest of ways they were but I really didn't think that they were bagging on her. They were mm. attempting to bag on Gary. Yeah. And I think she took that a little too much to heart, but when you only hear part of a conversation, mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I do feel sorry for Scarlett because she's getting it from Ashley one ear, then from Daisy the other ear, and they're getting all these bad vibe little messages saying, oh yeah, you know, watch out for Gary. Yeah, I, you know, I don't come to be crying. I told you so it's a really strange situation here for that poor girl to step on board like Barnaby like he's a new boy and she's a new girl mm -hmm. it's quiet mm, I don't know how to say it it's like not saying you're not fitting in but it's like saying what the hell have I come on board to right you know it seems like a madhouse <laughs> that whole dinner thing really bugged me a little yeah because Daisy ends up trying to wrap it up in a bow. Mm -hmm. And okay, you're my British humor guy. Uh -huh. Okay, Daisy tried to wrap it up like she was just taking the piss out of her. It did yeah. not feel that way to me. It seemed very no. aggressive in the moment. I thought it sounded like drunken, nasty talk. Okay. You know, when people get nasty, when they get a bit drunk. Right. I felt sorry for Scarlett. And I don't think Daisy should have actually said it that way in front of everyone. Right. Because it came across to me as like, you can't be friends with Gary because of blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. It almost was like she put a line down, like, you can do whatever you want. I'm not telling you what to do. Uh -huh. But 
you're going to create problems if you do this. Yeah. So basically it's the ultimatum. Like there's no happy medium where everyone can be happy, despite the fact that Scarlett's already talked to Ashley. Ashley's Mm -hmm. told her it's no big deal. Gary's talked to Ashley. Ashley's told her it's no big deal. And so in Daisy's head, that's all baloney, which probably it is, but Mm -hmm. Scarlett barely knows Ashley. When I don't know somebody, I take them at their word until they prove me wrong. Yeah, true. I just didn't get the aggressiveness from Daisy. And then to say, oh, you know, I was just joking. I shouldn't have said it that way. And I'm just like, that was not joking because she said basically to her, cut out the BS. Yeah. You don't say that when you're joking. (laughs) I don't say that when I'm joking. And I think had Scarlett not reacted by getting upset and crying, I don't think Daisy would have run after her to like apologize. That's having realized that she's really upset her. Had Mm -hmm. Scarlett just sat there and carried on talking, this and that lot, would it have got worse? Would it have like had Ashley get involved as well with Daisy sort of attacking, not attacking, you know, bending her ear about Gary, whilst Gary's actually there, you know, which is quite embarrassing, but who knows? Yeah. I was talking to one of our Twitter friends, Reality TV Bliss, last night, and she was talking about where the 100% bothered came in as the title option. She was talking mm-hmm. about how bothered Ashley was. And I said, there's nothing that says I'm bothered quite like saying I don't care a thousand times. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it must be burning her up inside there you know her mind yeah. must be in a complete tiz was because of the situation yeah um, but she, like you said yeah i don't care I, yeah you go for him i don't yeah right oh actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know what that means <laughs> exactly exactly once they got back to the boat i think scarlet is playing the game well gary didn't mince words when he said let's go to a room you know i want to have sex with you and she was just like mm. nope no, put on the brakes this is where i'm out you know? <laughs> yeah. she seems to know what's going on and i think when she was telling daisy look i'm not getting hurt in this mm-hmm. she's not emotionally invested no She's looking for someone to hang out with, to have fun. And I think they're overestimating how Scarlett feels about Gary. Mm. So I think she's playing it smart. Like, you know, I'm not going to go to bed with you right away. I have fun flirting with you, but that's where it stands for now. Yeah, I agree with you there. I like the girl. I didn't think that I would, Uh but I really am liking her a lot. One of these strange things is like being at school and you get someone joining halfway through term time and they're not Mm -hmm. quite a newbie, but not quite sort of there. And that's how Scarlett is a bit. She's still like wide-eyed open, looking around and absorbing everything, I guess. Because she's still quite green as well. I'm Mm -hmm. surprised Ashley hasn't done her legs as yet. I can see that coming soon. Going to Daisy. Oh, Scarlet hasn't done this, Scarlet hasn't done that. But, you know, there's only a few more charts to go anyway. So right, yeah. It's not the end of the world. I'm sure she'll get her digs in. She lives for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they had to move the boat because storm was coming in. And you being a boating person, me not being a boating person, mm-hmm. is going around an island like that, is that what he was saying was protected waters because it has to go around a landmass? Yeah, and basically they looked at the charts and they could see where the wind was coming from and where all the boats were going to, as you could see it right at the end, okay? mm-hmm. that's going to be like safe. It's going to be out the storm. So basically it's like the storm will go around the island that it will miss these guys in the bay. It might be a bit choppy, but not as bad as being on the, the other side, the full frontal bit, where you just get totally seasick from rocking around and 
Yeah, there were dragon yankers and everything. Ton of boats there. I was surprised at how many. Because usually the most boats we see is when they're all like docking, and even that doesn't look like the mm. amount that we saw all sitting in that harbor or whatever that area was that they were. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's like all these boats appeared out of nowhere, wasn't it? It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you see, we go from the beginning of the show where we see two boats racing in this expanse of ocean you know <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're in this little harbor and there's like a gazillion and a half boats it was funny that's it but it's yeah. a lovely place Menorca Mahon there it's one of the nicer islands that's not as lively and noisy as the other islands in the Med that people go for the holidays and clubbing and things like that mm-hmm. it's a lovely lovely island so uh, but they don't have that many big boats visit there Trust me, yeah. they don't. I mean, that's probably the biggest boat they got at the parcel. There are a couple of big ones, but it's not, there's much smaller vessels around that way. It's, it's very, very nice and friendly and very relaxed around there. But it's a lovely place. Lovely, lovely place. We're still seeing that they're not doing the excursion on land thing this season. Yeah, there's nothing to do in Menorca. That's why. Oh, okay. All right. That's <laughs> good to know. Relics and that's it. There's nothing much there. You can drive from one side to the other, you know, very, very quickly. There's not much to do there. A couple of old shepherd hut relics and, and bits yeah. and pieces in the middle of the island, but that's about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that helps. Nothing exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that helps because I didn't know if it was COVID or what, but if there's nothing to see, then that makes total sense. Yeah. I thought it was smart for Glenn to have them come while they were anchored mm. to do it that way and not have to worry about being stuck at the dock. Yeah. Saves a lot of time. So the new guests, the Canadian contingent mm-hmm. that came on, the primary has a fascination with Japanese food, which we know Marcos can do really well. But then the molecular gastronomy came up and he really seemed thrown a little bit by it. The first time I ever even heard of molecular gastronomy was on Top Chef. <laughs> so <Okay>. <laughs> that's not my world, but I remember yep. it had to do a lot with dry ice and foam and lots of things like that. Yeah, it's like a science laboratory, really, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it really did. It looked like a science experiment, exactly. So he said that he trained under two different two-star Michelin chefs that taught him, mm-hmm. but I wonder if the precision that it requires, if that's one of those, you have to use it or you lose it kind of skills. Yeah, it's a hit or miss, I think. It's a real hit or miss. You get it all right or you get it all wrong. Right. That's one of these funny things, but it's just playing with flavors, isn't it, really, and disguising something and getting your senses aware of things, I guess. But yeah, don't get me wrong, it's lovely. It's, uh, mm-hmm. if, you, if you try it it's just an experience it's very interesting it does blow your mind you know you can say oh shut yeah. your eyes tastes and you think yeah it just tastes like a twinkie actually oh yeah. it looks like a banana <laughs> <laughs> looks like a banana tastes like a twinkie yeah his description was it looks like chocolate but it tastes like red pepper i was just like that's just, that's right <laughs> that's just weird it is. It's very strange. I'm a big texture person anyway. So uh, if texture's off or if it doesn't match what my brain thinks it's supposed to be, I don't think that that would be my cup of tea. But I did yeah. feel very bad for him yeah. when he found out that his best friend's mom had passed. And then it looked like he was having trouble getting through to his sister, getting a line through so he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. That's got to be one of the most frustrating things about working so far from home Mm. being away when things like that happen i would think 
Yeah, I think with the situation moving forward, I think, I don't know how he's going to prepare that meal because mine's not with it. Mm -hmm. He said he doesn't want to cook because he's so sad and upset, which yeah. he can't blame the poor fellow for. But, right. you know, how he's going to turn out this meal, I don't know whether he's going to troop through it and, yeah. and plod on. Well, fortunately, the one he's working on right now is the Japanese meal. Okay. Because he did the lunch. So this is the Japanese seafood meal. So at least that one's in his wheelhouse. Okay. So we'll see how he does. I'm sure he can pull that one out if he can get his head in the game. I like mm -hmm. how earlier in the show, Colin had said, look, don't let your pride or ego get in the way. Mm -hmm. If you need us, use us. Mm -hmm. So they have been extremely supportive, I think, in wanting everybody to succeed. So they all do. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Let's hope Marcus comes through next week and we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, next week looked a little nuts with the anchors getting twisted. The last time I can remember that happening, remember in the med when they kind oh, of yes. spun in place, Sandy had two anchors uh, down. Yeah, that's the last time I can remember that. But with this, they're not off in some little cove by themselves. They're by a whole bunch of little boats. Yeah, they're pretty much smashing into another boat. Or I think they'll save the day because we've got a few more charters going, a few more episodes to go. So right, it's yeah. not completely written off yet. Yeah, they'll work it out. They'll yeah, they out. will. But I'm curious to see what it takes to make it happen and who maybe was the one asleep at the wheel so to speak Ooh, yeah Ooh. because we had tom with the whole run aground thing and mm -hmm. the way that they put this was it felt like they were dragging so we'll see if it's the same type of situation or a different one but at least there's going to be a little excitement next week that's it yeah Let's see. I can't remember who was on Night Watch. Was it Kelsey? Was it Barnaby? I think it was Barnaby. Barnaby, it seemed Barnaby. like, is who was talking to Colin when it was mm -hmm. going on. Kelsey's on Night Watch this okay. time. So okay. it depends if it's the same charter. Generally, they don't rotate Night Watch, though, in the middle mm. of a charter. They rotate it between charters. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to see what goes on. Or it was during daytime, wasn't it? So I don't know if it's morning. It might oh. be daytime. And the wind's just like swept it up and they're spinning them around and everything's causing chaos out in the waters there. Don't know yet. We'll wait and see for next week and see what happens. See what let yeah. it materialize, shall we? I we am excited to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much for doing this with me. No pleasure. I know Adrienne appreciates you hopping in when she's stuck on charter. She's in the keys right now, which I'm Lucky envious girl. of. Yes. Mm. Yes, and she's with a former super fan is chartering the boat. Oh, and she's wow. an absolutely lovely person. So we know it's not going to be a suck hole adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes she'll come back with awful stories, but not on this one because oh, we know this person and she is very lovely. So hopefully they're all having a wonderful time down there and she will Brilliant. be back with us next week but thank you for jumping in thank you for having me thank you for your thoughts and thank you everybody for listening be sure to check out our super fan tomorrow and we will be back next week with the recap for episode 15 thanks everybody bye Bye-bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. 
Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.